Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We talked a lot about Bill C-69 on this program. And C-69 has implications for everybody in Canada. And there was a real effort made by the federal political parties to challenge C-69, which was um, favored by Mr. Trudeau and the Liberals. But what exactly does C-69 offer? What does it suggest? What is it going to bring your way and my way? Let's talk about that. And joining us is Catherine Brownlee. She's president of the Alberta Enterprise Group, Alberta Enterprise Group, and they are involved with this particular piece of legislation before the Supreme Court of Canada. Ms. Brownlee, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, First of all, C-69, what's the significance of C-69 in March of 2023? Well, unfortunately, it's a a significant change for many of us. We already are at um, a situation in Canada, and, and certainly I'll speak from Alberta just because I'm representing Alberta Enterprise Group, but we feel that it it's just another layer of regulatory um, control, and unfortunately without any direct guidelines as to how long assessments would take um, for any project, it would need to be approved provincially and federally, and it's just layers and layers of red tape and Already we are, um, I think it was 2017, we were ranked 64th country in able to turn a large project and get it approved. And this layer will make it much worse than that. Are you surprised that C-69 continues to generate as much attention and um, receives as much attention as as it is receiving from, from the federal government? In, in the spring of 2023, I think many people would have said, just a subjective opinion here, but I think many people might have said two years ago, look, they'll decide, uh, they'll do away with this and they'll just quietly make sure that it's not a, not a prominent issue as we head into the next federal election. Looks like it's going to be exactly that. It'll be a prominent issue that the liberals are going to take to the bank. Yeah, he, well, certainly they definitely want to take this to the bank, as you said, they're they are focused on it because they want to ensure that uh, resources that they are not necessarily in agreement with are locked down, and yet we will continue bringing uh, resources from other countries in into Canada, where ours, it, I'll just use energy, oil and gas as an example, that ours is much cleaner than other parts of the world, yet we still continue to bring it in and, and sell ours at wholesale. How does C69 affect us, by us, I mean collectively in this country, our 10 provinces and our, and our territories as well. How, how does it affect us as far as doing our business is concerned and doing it productively? There's countless reasons as to what this will do to us. Um, already investors have, ter- there's more outgoing investment from Canada than incoming. This will make it much worse. Global investors are always looking for, as we know, the opportunity where there is um, more yes than no. And unfortunately, they've already seen Canada as a no country. And certainly, unfortunately, where Alberta is in all of this, and even Saskatchewan, of course, um, this is directly affecting us. And, and I personally think 
that, and this is not an AG, this is just me personally. I've been in oil and gas for 30 years. My family was in oil and gas, and and we're proud, Albertans, in that way, that we're proud of our resources. And we feel that this is yet another way to lock us down. We are landlocked here. There's, We need to get to Tidewater. We need to be able to get this out to market. And this, again, is yet another layer of shutting us in. So the Trudeau government has its agenda. It had its agenda when C-69 was introduced. It's the same agenda now in March of uh, 2023. And uh, it's out of touch with the realities of uh, this year, and it's out of touch with the needs of this country. What would you, uh, what would you suggest would be the most productive way of dealing with C sixty nine? Rewrite it uh, completely, drop it, and start all over again, or is C sixty nine completely out of touch with uh, with what's relevant now? It's certainly out of touch. If we wish to establish a framework to strengthen Canada's economy and future prosperity, then we need to need a better development regulatory process. This would be a process that appropriately balances the care for the environment we all want with the economic and resource development we need within appropriate constitutional boundaries to ensure prosperity now and for our future. Share with us, please, what C-69, in fact, means to the average Canadian. Well, the average Canadian that I have heard from, and I'm sure you have in Saskatchewan, is that we already feel that we are uh, shackled with every move we try to make. That is our current state. When this, if the federal government is successful, this will truly lock us down. It will be years to get approval on assessments. It will be, it's, it's just truly trying to block us in every possible way. So this is the objective of Mr. Trudeau. Regardless of 100%. what else he may say, the objective is to lock the Prairie provinces in. 100%. That, that's my, my opinion. It's Alberta Enterprise member opinions. And it's also something that we've noticed since his father was in as our prime minister. I think this is just where he he picks it up after his father left it, and he's seen this through. What's the uh, what's the most effective way of countering C sixty nine? Doing what we're all doing, intervening, get behind the groups that are already um, involved and at the Supreme Court level, um, help them do their work the very best of their ability. We. We've co-partnered on this one with ICBA. It's a large Canadian organization as well that feels the same way we do. We have a great constitutional lawyer. Um, If there are listeners out there that want to get involved with either ICBA or AEG or other organizations like ours that are doing our best to intervene, I recommend that getting behind them. We're already lobbying. We're registered lobbyists. We're we're active and we're, we're not going to give up. So if they, if they want to come in behind and support, that would be very uh, much appreciated. So how much support are you getting from the average Canadian, from the Canadian family, not only in the Prairie provinces, but uh, on the east and the west coast as well? What, what, what are you hearing from the people who actually ultimately are going to have the final say? Because we know an election is coming. It's, it has to happen in the next two years. What, what, uh, what are you expecting? Well, admittedly, as 
the president of AEG, my focus has really been our Alberta members. Right. I certainly do have a large network from my own consulting practice, and I have friends across the country. I would say that our prairie provinces are 99% in agreement with what, how we feel about stopping and re, uh, stopping this whole process and relooking at it or blow it up and start all over again. Uh, but I do have pockets of people across Canada that don't. There, there's another part that does not even understand that this is happening, doesn't even know what Bill C-69 is, doesn't understand the implications of it. And then there's some very small pocket, generally my friends that are in the Toronto area, uh, Ontario area, Quebec. Not all. I mean, Quebec is very very much aligned with us in many ways too, but I will say that the friends that I have in, in Ontario just are going along with whatever the Prime Minister says is is true and fact and good. That they, they're in full belief that, that, that whatever he says is good. So the Alberta Enterprise Group sees the Supreme Court as being a functionary for the, uh, for the Prime Minister's office. Well, the Prime Minister... The Prime Minister's office actually put and assigned many of the um, leaders that are in the Supreme Court into that those roles. So personally, I think there's a there's definitely a, a large liberal uh, contingent that is there. Absolutely. What's your uh, What's your greatest fear? That this actually passes through without enough of us fighting back. And do you think that there's a realistic chance that that could in fact happen? Hundred percent. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.